Do you feel stuck on the NHS hamster wheel? Always running and never really achieving what you want to in your rehab. Always short on time and struggling to fit it all in. Join me as we discuss all things rehabilitation, personal and professional development with just a sprinkling of complexity science. Welcome to Emerging Rehab. Hello and welcome back to Emerging Rehab. I am Amanda Rutter. So I just wanted to um, share with you something that has come up today when we've been discussing um, somebody who has been referred for physiotherapy. So part of the role that I do is in the community and a lot of this role is around the triage and the gathering of information of our patients in order to make the clinical decisions as to how urgently or how rapidly these patients can be seen or need to be seen. So our, obviously our community caseload is incredibly varied and um, the need for, for physiotherapy is absolutely um, in context with how urgent they are in terms of their problem in terms of the context of their life so you know do they live alone um, are they at risk of of being admitted to hospital um, and in relation to um, who else in the MDT is involved so this morning I'm just going to give you a little bit of a backstory a bit of history um, about person who was referred to us um so this is a an 86 year old gentleman um with a past medical history that included parkinson's disease so he's i don't know how long he's had parkinson's disease for that wasn't included in the referral um i don't know if he's known to a neurologist um I do know that he is on... Oh, yes, no, hang on. I do know that. Um, so, this gentleman is on Madapar, and the dose has just been increased um, by um, one of the geriatricians um, who saw him in Parkinson's clinic. So, this gentleman has had a recent deterioration in his mobility, recent falls, and... Um, he has had more problems with regards to his wife being able to care for him and he is also being seen by the social worker this week to set up um, some emergency respite and to look at a long-term plan for how um, we're going to look after him and also care for his his wife's needs as she's his informal carer. So we can obviously look at this this person, we can break them down into, into different areas. So I'd like to start in a, in a really traditional, you know, physio way in terms of why are they being referred to physiotherapy? What is the problem that they're being referred to me for? So in this instance, the, the person themselves, um, their wife has referred them in um, because they're struggling on their feet and they've had some recent falls and, and she is now struggling to care for him. 
So the actual um, request for assistance hasn't actually come specifically to physiotherapy. It has come through our integrated triage centre and then it has come to me. So as a physio team, we have had a look at this person this morning and we have, have, have made some decisions around um, what we're going to do next. So I would ask you, um, do you, how do you, how do you triage? If you work in the community or even in an acute setting or um, in integrated care um, or even in outpatient setting, what information are you using to triage? How much information do you think is, is appropriate before you can make that triage decision about how urgent or routinely this person can be seen? So I got the team to have a look at this one this morning and to pull out the pertinent pieces of information about um, this person's care. So... This gentleman, as I said, has a past medical history um, and a presenting condition that includes Parkinson's disease. His actual presenting condition is a decline in his mobility, deterioration and recent falls with um, his wife struggling to do as much as she did for him. So from that, I can ascertain that this gentleman has a long-term condition. Um, his wife is his main carer I know from the referral and from the information that they've been reluctant to have a package of care in the past um, and she's been reluctant to have that type of formal support um, and so they've been managing by themselves we also have to remember that his wife is probably similar in age to him um, I don't know her age particularly but if he is um, I can't remember what I said now but in his 80s it's very likely that she's in her late 70s, early 80s as well. Um, at the very best, she might be older than him. Um, so we've got to take that into account when we're, when we're considering this information. And we know that there's no, um, no formal package of care in place. I don't know any more about um, what else is... is supporting this gentleman in the community I don't know much more about the fact that um, whether he has any informal carers whether the family have any um, local networks and support and and that type of thing which might make it easier for them um, that would be something that I'd be keen to find out during um, an initial consultation or an initial conversation with the person so what other parts of um, the history or as I like to think of of it as the story what other parts of a story are really important here so obviously from a medical perspective we need to consider the general health of this person and um, given his age and given the fact that also in his medical history he has a diagnosis of Alzheimer's um, and he has a diagnosis of depression and he also has hypertension in his medical history that um there are some comorbidities that are going to impact with his Parkinson's disease. He has widespread arthritis and um, osteoporosis. Um, and we know that he is on <clears throat> the right medications for these conditions. Um, so when we were looking at that, um, one of my team sort of 
um, discussed around need. You know, does he need a DEXA, a Dexa scan? Obviously, he is um, falling. He's got. Um, we don't know whether he's actually got a diagnosis of osteoporosis, but he's taking calcium. Um, and I ask you to think in terms of the whole system of the NHS and in terms of this patient, would you scan him? I know he's falling, um, but how would you weigh that up? I'd like, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, we do consider the whole system when we're making decisions and when we're thinking about things and suggestions. And I would say for this gentleman, the problems that he's experiencing and with his age and with the medication that he's currently managing to take, that trying to get this gentleman to have a DEXA scan um, where he has Alzheimer's type dementia, he's struggling with his mobility um, and he's struggling on his, you know, with, with generally on his feet and with falls. Would it be appropriate for this gentleman to have a DEXA scan? And actually, is it going to change the management if we know more about his bone density? I don't think that this gentleman is going to be appropriate to take a medication, a biphosphonate, something like alindronic acid, because I don't think he's going to be able to comply with it. And, and I don't know how much benefit it's going to have to him um, in the short term, because obviously it's a long term drug. So... That's that's some they, these are things to consider that when we're actually looking at um at our patients that and we're considering you know what we could do as a physiotherapist but also what's happening within the rest of the MDT that we are considering the whole scenario and the whole person and actually what the benefit would be to doing something um and is it actually going to have a positive impact on their on their life so the other things that were important that that I think came out here is is the gentleman was on warfarin and obviously the gentleman's on on warfarin I don't think I mentioned that before he's on warfarin and he's obviously now falling over um we're obviously missing something out of his medical history um that I've been given because we haven't got any indication for why this gentleman is taking warfarin and so it's really important that we make sure we do know all of that information to clinically reason um, and to justify why this gentleman um, is is taking um, this medication in the way that he is. And is there an, more of a risk to him taking the medication now that he's falling over than there is to stopping the medication? Um, is he going to have poten more potential damage from taking the medicine, falling and hitting his head than he is from actually taking the medicine? But that obviously very much depends on why he's taking the warfarin and, and, and what... Um, what the management plan um, around that condition says. So where we got to with this gentleman, obviously, was um, a situation where we knew a bit about the fact that he was quite isolated in terms of his wife looks after him, they're stuck, you know, they're at home, she's struggling more, he doesn't really get out and about, he can't now get into the car. We know a little bit about the fact that they live at home with no support, no care, we know that he's got a long-term condition and he's starting to, to deteriorate. And we know that he's got some elements of the MDT wrapped around him. I know that he, I've been onto the system and I know that he's seen an occupational therapist and a physio in the past. I know that the DNs are involved in managing his INR. And I know that the GPs are very aware of this chap. 
as well as the Parkinson's disease nurse specialist. So we know that he's got the right people wrapped around him and the social workers are now going to be there. So what does that mean for us as a, as a physio service? So we had a conversation about how urgent this chap is. And obviously, for me, um, working in the community is about prevention um, as much as it is response. So this gentleman, to me, is a potential hospital admission in terms of if he falls and fractures, he's a potential fracture neck femur, potential um, bony injury somewhere else. And even if he doesn't fall and, and fracture something, the fact that his wife isn't managing to, to cope with him as well means that, you know, there's an increased risk to breakdown of that care. So, and both those things can, can impact somebody's um, health and wellness, but also can impact whether they come into hospital or not. So we need to make sure that this person and his carer are both looked after. So from that perspective, he's, I would say, you know, that he's urgent. But what I've asked the team to go and have a look at now is to gather the pieces of information, the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that we don't have in order to clinically reason why this gentleman might be falling over more. So I've asked them to think about this in, in three ways. So the three things that I, I feel could have impacted his mobility is that he's had this change to his Madapar, to his medication very recently. Is it that this gentleman's medication has changed what he's doing? Is he falling more because he's, his medication has changed? Is his medication what is causing the problem? The second thing I, we need to rule out is whether this gentleman is acutely unwell. He isn't catheterised, he, he is incontinent, but he isn't catheterised. Does he have an underlying infection? Is there something acutely wrong? Is there some reason that this gentleman is not as well? And obviously, we might not be able to gather all that information, but... Um, we need to look on the system, check and see if he's had any recent bloods and have a look and see whether um, the GPs have been involved with this gentleman's care recently. Um, we also need to contact the GPs to find out that little bit of information about the warfarin and, and why what, what we're missing from his medical history. And the, so, so is it medication? Is it an acute infection or is he unwell? Or is it something acutely that's changed? Or thirdly, is it um, a progression of the disease? Is this a progression of his long-term condition? And now that could be either the Parkinson's or this diagnosis of Alzheimer's. Either way, both these conditions could have progressed, which have led to um, him wandering more from the Alzheimer's perspective, not be able to, to, um, to look at the risk in the same way about what he's doing, to falling more or is it a combination of, of wandering but not realising the risk and, and the effects of the Parkinson's disease, the shuffling, the fact that he's forgetting to use his walking frame. So I've asked the team to go away and unpick those three things. Is this a medication problem? Is this a um, acute illness problem or is this a progression of disease problem? Either way, I, I would fully... Um, see that this gentleman is somebody that we need to rapidly respond to as soon as we can um, 
to see what we can do as part of the MDT to help support his wife and to help support this gentleman to prevent him from getting worse, from deteriorating further or from something catastrophic happening and him ending up in hospital. Because with the picture I've just painted for you, even without the full medical history, this gentleman is going to find it incredibly hard to rehabilitate from a hospital admission. He's not going to find it easy to be in hospital. There's a very high likelihood that with his Alzheimer's and with his, his ongoing long-term problems, he's going to really struggle to be there. And there's also obviously the problem that if he does fall and break himself, he is there is there is all those difficulties to add into his rehabilitation of, of, a, of an acute orthopaedic um, injury. So I just wanted to bring that here and discuss that with you and maybe set your own mind um, thinking in a different direction, thinking about maybe some different things. I also want to, to pose the question to you about what do you think that, what do you think we're actually going to do when we get out to see this person? And do you think that we are going to, what do you think we're going to find? And maybe what do you think the assessment will unpick further so when we go into more depth and we've got the person in front of us I want you just to have a think about what it is you think that when I get there in a little while what it is I'm going to find with this gentleman so interesting case you know we could have seen that as a very simple case a gentleman falling over with a history of Parkinson's but I my absolute passion for these patients is unpicking the whole um, situation, looking at the person in the context of their life and realising that we are part of the bigger system and that it, this isn't all about um, a physiotherapy rapid response because this the, a physiotherapy rapid response may not be um, the only thing that is required in this scenario to prevent this man from from falling over so i hope that was helpful um if you got value from this please you know feel free to leave us a review if, you, if this kind of thing is is interesting to you or you've got um you would benefit from hearing more of this kind of thing um please you know let me know you can find me at advancing physio on twitter or on <coughs> pardon me on instagram at emerging rehab please feel free to drop me a message. I'm, I will respond to any messages that we receive. Um, absolutely delighted to hear from anybody who's got anything, you know, from a CPD or a professional development perspective. Obviously, we've got to maintain confidentiality. Please don't tell me any, any more details than you need to. And don't tell me where you work. But if you've got cases that um, you've got generalised information that you'd like to discuss and we can unpick in this way, um, I'd be absolutely more than happy to use, you know, your cases um, to, to help you with your own development. Obviously, you've got your own um, your own support systems in clinical supervision as well. And I will um, encourage you to use the support that you've currently got in place. But from a learning perspective, if you feel like it's something that other people would learn from or it's an interesting case, do you know, I'm more than happy to interview you. Come and pop on the podcast with me and we can we can discuss things in more detail. Or if you completely disagree with me, absolutely happy to have um, any kind of discussion about about patients and, and people that we're treating and, and managing in the community and what you might have done that might be different to me. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. 
and um, I will hopefully speak to you all again soon. Okay then, I'm off now. I'll speak to you all soon. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed listening today, then please pop over to Instagram and find us at Emerging Rehab and let us know. We would be delighted to hear from you and we will see you again soon. Bye-bye.